What's up, everyone? I have some huge news to share with all of you. For the past few months, we have had a Wednesday show with the physician philosopher, Dr. Jimmy Turner, and it's been a ton of fun, and it's actually brought in a lot of engagement from all of you. But the Wednesday show, as of today, will no longer exist. I know, I know. So why am I here on a Wednesday to tell you this? Well, it's because that show with the physician philosopher has been such a hit that we are breaking it off from the Financial Residency Podcast and into its own separate show. I know, super exciting, big news. Cue the audience's roar. I could just imagine all of you in your cars being like, really, Ryan, really? I know, I get it guys, I'm a nerd. I have fun with this stuff. So the new show is called Money Meets Medicine and it will air every Wednesday. It's gonna be in all the major podcast players and honestly, it would mean the world to me if you could go and subscribe to that show today. Again, that's the Money Meets Medicine podcast. So on this show, we're gonna be talking all about batching your finances. I have left the entire Money Meets Medicine show. I didn't edit anything. So you can hear what the show will sound like in its entirety. Now, this will be the last Wednesday show. So if you've enjoyed the content that the physician philosopher and I have been producing, you will need to go and sub to the Money Meets Medicine podcast on whatever podcast player of your choice is. So let's jump in and hear what the new Money Meets Medicine podcast is all about. Are you intimidated by the amount of time that your personal finances might take to get the job done right? What if I told you that you could take care of your personal finance responsibilities in only a few hours each year? We're going to show you how to keep your personal finances simple through batching your financial tasks. Welcome to the Money Meets Medicine podcast, where we talk about the personal finance topics you wish you had learned in medical school. I'm your host, Jimmy Turner, and here is your co-host, who was once asked to give a lecture about money to kindergartners who all now likely have their own IRA, Ryan Inman. Hey, hey, I hope they have their own IRAs. That'd be awesome. They should. Yeah, of course. So we're really excited to launch this podcast. And in our episode, we're going to be diving in how to batch your finances so you can really get the biggest bang for your buck while limiting the amount of time that you need to really put into it. Financial planning shouldn't be something that you dread doing or something that takes you so much time that you can't enjoy your time off. And I'm really excited. I love today's show because it's practical, gives you a lot of practical tips for how to maximize your time. And that leaves me to question Jimmy, how do you batch your finances or other tasks? I I guess the best example, actually, I was reading a Tim Ferriss book on a on a flight one time, I was trying to kill some hours, found this book called The 4-Hour Workweek. It's actually a really great book. You should read it. Did you read it? And the book is all about, uh, no, I got a reading disability, bro. But but it's a good it's book. A great book. Yeah, exactly. The book is all about productivity hacks. And so to this day, I still actually do something I learned from this book, which is called batching. And I batch my emails. So I no longer have my emails pushed to my phone. Instead, they're fetched every six or 12 hours which prevents me from getting distracted by things when I'm trying to do really deep work. I can said, you know, I'll let superficial tasks sit by the wayside until I have dedicated time to take care of them. And that's one of my secret powers is getting so much done when people ask me how I'm able to be plugged into all these different you things. You got secret powers? But before, I, I do, I have superpowers. Oh my gosh, episode one, I'm learning something new. You know, it's going to be a long road, buddy. But before we- With someone who's in, got superpowers. 
That's right. That's right. Well, you know, everyone's the nerd got their in me thing. loves this. <laughs> well, before we dive in about how we can save time and efficiency on batching your personal finances and use that superpower there too, let's talk about today's episode, which is sponsored by Lawrence Keller at Physician Financial Services. Larry is an independent insurance agent and has been a go-to resource when it comes to all things insurance for physicians. So whether you want to make sure you have the right disability or life insurance in hand, or you're looking to get started on either one of those products, Larry is really a trustworthy, dependable, and truly independent insurance agent that will provide you the best product at the best price. He's someone that I don't hesitate to call if I have questions about this stuff, and you can too. So you can reach out to Larry at physicialfinancialservices.com or contact Larry directly at 516-677-6211, or if you prefer email at Keller. L is in Larry, L Keller at physicianfinancialservices.com. And make sure to mention that you heard about Physician Financial Services on the Money Meets Medicine podcast. So Ryan, batching. Do you even batch, bro? So I even batch? Uh, only in days in and why. Okay. So every day. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much every day. Yeah. I used to like fool myself with multitasking and then realize that that was just me again, fooling myself. And I, I felt like I was getting a lot done, but there was a lot of projects that were going on. I was like, oh, I'm so busy. This is so cool. But in reality, like all those projects took a lot longer and it took more energy, more focus to really round out, get those completed. So I went researching, read a bunch of books, tried to figure it out. I obviously read Four Hour Work Week, which I took bits and pieces. I still do the email batching. That's uh, yeah, awesome, day. man. Why and you? Uh, it, it was hard to get used to. So I did it and stopped. Right. Just like everything, like if you don't make it a habit, it's gonna be really hard to, to actually follow through on things. And so I started it and liked it and then stopped doing it for a little bit and then never got back onto it. And then not too recently, but it's been a while now, but I've been back, you know, batching emails and it is amazing. I block time on my calendar and yeah. it's been, it makes me super efficient and just, it makes me happier because I, I really don't like emails. No, I, I don't really like them either, honestly, man. And, and, and the problem is for me, is that like, you're in the middle of doing something, you're trying to get some deep work done and you have some notifications, it's a text message, it's an email, it's, you know, Facebook has the 5,000th message of the day about, you know, some group you're in that you, someone made a copy. Oh, you got to close all the notifications oh, yeah. on. My little Mac has like a do not disturb. It's, it's on permanently. Exactly. Like, I, I want to get notified on something. I'm going to go there to get it done and get to get notified on whatever. It may be. I manually do all that stuff now. And it's been amazing to me when I sit down to do something, if I'm writing a post or doing a podcast, how much more I can get done by not letting those things distract me. And maybe it's just the ADD in me. I, I, I'm not really sure, but I definitely don't have the superpower of being able to pay attention very long when I have distractions. So, and actually, what were you doing? I, I don't have superpower sometimes. Oh God, you fell for it even on a recorded show. I'm Good sorry. That's okay though. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I looked at it and, you know, there's, there's time, there's also something like time batching, right? Yeah. So, or time blocking there's where the batching piece is where we're going to go through and we're going to do a one like task and you're going to work through it and, and make sure you get it done in however long you allotted the time. Yeah. But time blocking is something where you're going in and physically blocking like time in your calendar into the future that says I will reserve the time to work on these things. So I don't, do you do time blocking at all? Well, yeah. And, and actually we do this on the podcast, right? So we, we block calendar time to make these shows and not only do we time block, but we also batch, we often record more than one episode at a time because we know that that 
allows us to do deep work that's actually meaningful and good and limits distractions. My phone's on silent right now. I can't get any notifications. And yeah, airplane uh, mode. It's a great example of that. So, um, you know, but yeah, absolutely. And and actually, that's another hack. I love Google Calendar, and my wife and I's our calendars are combined, so that whenever I add something to my calendar, my wife knows it's going on. And actually, today. She sent us a group text among some friends about a bacon flight that was going on at the local beer growler and was like, what in the world is this? And it was something I added on our calendar that I was going to do with a buddy of mine and never told her about. So she was giving me a hard time about it. She thought it said bacon fight actually at first, and she was kind of interested in what a bacon fight would look like. I was interested in a bacon fight. Yeah. Do you have, um, so one of the things that I do is I have a separate calendar like inside of Google that I kind of run it as my own personal finance piece. So my own personal finances that I keep obviously separate than all my client work is its own calendar. So we were chatting, you know, like as year end approached that I was having to do my conversions and I had it in my calendar. Like I blocked the time out to go do it because I know that I was so worried on everyone else's stuff that I would forget my own. Like, and you and I both have a memory thing. So I'd forget my own stuff if I didn't block it. So I went in and I have a separate calendar. I blocked time specifically for that task to make sure that it got it done. And then I batched and got all five accounts and converted and did all that. Yep. So Yep. I do, I do the same exact thing with a lot of, a lot of our financial stuff. And I had a calendar alarm go off earlier about, you know, remembering to adjust my, you know, allowances and my contributions for next year as, as those things need to change. So it's, it's just everywhere really. And, and what this allows you to do, if you want to think about it in terms of a, an idea is it allows you to separate superficial from, you know, deep tasks, a great site that actually I learned about this from. So I originally learned about the idea of batching from Tim Ferriss, but I learned about, you know, kind of productivity systems and batching from a physician Zen actually, who's a, a great physician blogger who works in this space too. And he separates things into superficial and deep tasks after he read a book. And I'm blanking on the name of the book right now, but when you're able to do that, you are better able to focus on things meaningfully and actually get stuff done. And you'll be amazed at how quickly you can get stuff done before you might be like, oh, it takes me five hours to do a certain activity, like, you know, do your backdoor Roth or write a blog post or, you know, whatever it is you're working on. And then you'll find out, no, it actually takes you 30 minutes if you aren't distracted. And so he would have, you know, all the superficial tasks batched to one part of his day. And then he would have his meaningful deep tasks done without distractions at a different time of the day. And so, you know, he really taught me a lot about what it means to have a productivity system and how that can decrease your your burnout. It can increase your financial success. And just it's just so applicable to many areas in life. Yeah, I was really lucky to meet him at FinCon. I read his site secretly. I guess it's not so secret now, but I, I love what he's doing. You should read his site openly, Ryan. It's a good site. Well, I, I just haven't had the conversations with him, but yeah, I love what he's, he's doing. And yeah, there is a lot of superficial things like that five hour task that really only takes 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, stop checking your phone. Stop mm-hmm. checking your email. Stop going to Facebook a thousand times a day. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get FOMO. It'll be okay. That like, just break the habit of doing those things. It's really hard, but break the habits doing those things and then start blocking and batching time and it's it's amazing the differences. Yep, completely agree. And, and so today we're going to talk a little bit, you know, more about how we can batch our financial lives specifically because this is after all money meets medicine. So, you know, Ryan, are there specific ways that you you found to successfully help your clients or maybe that you do in your personal life for for batching your your financial tasks? Yeah, so usually like in a household where you know there's a husband and wife that one person is the household CFO. 
they're the ones that know kind of what's going on. They do the day to day. They're looking over the bills or, you know, checking for fraud, whatever it is. They're doing the big things. Very rarely do we work with someone that has both. Like they're both super interested in it. And I don't care if it's male or female. One person's usually somewhat checked out. Yeah. And so one of the things that we've kind of promoted a lot is the the concept of a money date. Mm-hmm. And we tell them, like, look, you don't have to nerd out on this stuff. We need one of you to pay attention yeah. the most. Right. And of course, like it's you and I in our respective relationships. Sure. Taylor does not care at all. Yeah, Chris doesn't um, either. It, it just in poor Taylor, like living with me and hearing about my stuff and her stuff. And oh yeah, she she's super over it. Right. But we do a money day every month. And I'm like, look, if I get by a bus, you have to know where all this stuff is. You have to know what's going on. But also it's your money too. And I want to make sure that we're doing things that are fulfilling to you that we're spending it in a way that makes you happy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I completely agree. You gotta, you gotta be on the same page. Yeah. And, and I know, I know we'll, we'll probably attack this at some point later, you know, in a different episode someday, but I, I completely agree. And that's the advice that I give to people when those topics come up, you know, if you really want to learn how to have a money date with someone who isn't particularly interested in the big picture of personal finance, I always tell people don't talk about money. I mean, if they, if they don't have an interest in talking about money, then don't talk about it. You don't bring out a spreadsheet. Yeah, that, that that's poor. That's a poor life choice. Hey, honey, here's your wine and here's your Excel spreadsheet. It just doesn't go well together. No, it, but you if, want cheese? Yeah, <laughs> still don't work, right? But the way that this talks about batching is that you are going to get the other person caught up in an hour, hour and a half, and you have batched their entire financial life for them in that hour, an hour and a half a month. Unfortunately, you can't do that for yourself. But you can do that for your spouse that if you did get hit by the bus, which I'm always worried about. I work from home and get worried about getting hit by a bus, which is weird. But, um, you know, if something does happen to me, get hit by bus. I mean, you never know what could happen. Airplane could fall out of the sky. I don't know. But I'm always worried that something happens and then she's with the kids without me and then has to figure all the stuff out. So basically torture my wife into understanding where all our stuff is and what it is and where it is and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. But and this is batching for that person. Yeah. And, and, and we use it a little bit differently. You know, I kind of use that time to make sure that the decisions we're making are chasing after the goals that, that are important to Kristen and to our kids. Like you mentioned earlier, making sure that this isn't my dream, this is our dream. And that, that the numbers that we're putting on that Excel spreadsheet reflect that. So our, our batched dating time spends much more time talking about the big picture items than it does about we are doing the life planning piece exactly. of this, the behavioral side exactly. of it, right? Because she's not interested in the numbers. And it, that makes total sense, right? Because it, as people will listen and, and go on and, and hear us talk through this, it the majority of personal finance is behavioral. Mm-hmm. It really is. And so talking those big big things with her is, is extremely important because if you're not meeting her needs, what she wants, or yeah. if a female listening and your male spouse, what he wants, like you guys are going to be off and it's going to be really hard to get on the same page. And that affects everything. Yeah. And, and I think that, yeah, I, I can't remember. I hate to introduce Dave Ramsey on our first show. Cause I'm not, I think he gets terrible advice for, for physicians, but I think he's the one that said that money is like 80% behavior and 20% kind of intellectual knowledge stuff. And while he gets a lot of his advice wrong for doctors, he gets that part, right. I really do think 80% of it's behavioral, but so batching, you know, we can apply that certainly to, you know, making dates and having meetings regarding our, our financial plans. But some other ways that, that I found to batch include monthly tasks. So I automate all of our finances. And, and we know that you know, when you're building wealth, 
if you see a paycheck hit your bank account, you are going to spend the money. I mean, the other day, somebody was telling me about Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know if you know the story or not, but Shaquille O'Neal got a signing bonus and spent a million dollars the day that he got it in 30 minutes. He bought a Mercedes. Yeah, he bought all cars, didn't he? He bought, he bought a Mercedes, $150,000 Mercedes. He drove it home and his dad's like, nice car, son. Where's mine? And he's like, okay, pops. So he goes back and buys another $150,000 Mercedes. His mom's like, oh, I like your cars. Where's mine? And so he ends up spending like half a million dollars on Mercedes in that one day. He hasn't paid taxes on any of this money yet. And so this is Shaq's own story about you know all this stuff. And, and so if you see the money hit your bank account, you're going to spend it. And so one way to deal with that behavioral finance problem is to make sure that your money is batched and automatically sent to the places that it needs to go first. So you're paying yourself first or you're paying your future self last, however you want to think about that. And so, you know, we do this with our, our credit card bills are automatically paid. Our charitable giving automatically happens. Our retirement savings, 529 accounts, you know, pretty much anything that we can do to automate our monthly savings. And you know what? That is the best time saver that there is. That's the ultimate batch, right? Because I never have to look at it again until we adjust our goals or want to save more money. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about cash flow planning and budgeting and all that fun stuff in, in other shows, but that is something that you can batch is your budgeting. And if you live paycheck to paycheck, I don't care what you make. If you live paycheck to paycheck or you have credit card debt, you should be budgeting and you should be looking at what money comes in and what money is going I hate out. budgeting. I know you do, but it's it. But you're past maybe a point that you don't live paycheck to paycheck and you don't have credit card debt. So for those that are in that, that is okay that you're in that circumstance as long as you realize that you need to get out of that circumstance. And one way to do it is having a specific time every day that you would jump in. Let's say you're using something like YNAB, you pop it open on your phone and you go through or mint and you categorize things really quick. And you do it every morning at 8 a.m. while you're drinking coffee or whatever it is. I don't care. Uh, that is on money nerds out there. Why nab is you need a budget? Oh, you need a budget. I know, I'm a nerd. It, it, are, it happens. You said you know, this is why money, like it should be nerd meets medicine. Oh, well, yeah, you need a nerd. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah, nerd meets medicine. So that, but for people that are not in that circumstance that necessarily don't have to, let's pick on Jimmy's here. Uh, he doesn't live paycheck to paycheck. He might not need a budget every single day, but he still needs to know how his money's flowing in and out. And I don't care how he tracks it or what he does at some point during the week or maybe every month, if he makes a ton of money, he needs to go in and figure out, did the money push automatically? Did it go and get invested correctly? Did the money that he spends on dining out and whatever, like, was there any fraudulent charges? Mm. You can batch those things all in one area. So this show is just going to be fun, Ryan, because... I don't do any of that. Okay. You know, so I, Jimmy's going to give me his credit card information and then he will have no idea where half his money went. I literally and today, my wife put the, uh, you know, opens the mail and she's like, Hey, you know, do you want to see the American express platinum, you know, bill? And I said, no, but I should. <laughs> and so it's sitting up on my table right now. I still haven't looked at it and there's a chance that I won't. Now that's also because I have horrifically bad memory, which is why my nickname is Dory at work. But that said, you know, I, I, you know, all kidding aside, I, I do look at stuff and I do make sure there's no fraudulent charges. It is definitely not daily or weekly. It's monthly at best. And, you know, and that's because I, I kind of batch that. And yeah, at the end of the day, like as long as I have more money left over at the end of the month that 
than I had at the beginning. You know, in other words, I'm not going negative and I'm still accomplishing all my financial goals. I don't really care where the rest of it goes. You know, I, I'm, I'm accomplishing our financial goals and that that's really at the end of the day, what's, what's important. So if we can enjoy our life with what's left and live, you know, below our means, that's, that's the important thing for me. Now, the months where we do have big expenses come up or we do go, you know, a little lower than I wanted to, I'll look back and see what happened. For sure. You know, I'll track our spending. I guess that's probably the, the take home there's I track our spending more than I, I budget. So, you know, I'll see where the money went and then make adjustments on the fly. And personal finance is personal, right? So like if you, again, are day to day, you know, paycheck to paycheck, week to week type. Please budget. Family, you need to budget. Like it, there's no way around, right? I agree. 100%. So let's put it into terms maybe Jimmy's more familiar with is like batching investments. Hmm. You do that, right? Yeah, for sure. So if you're going to batch investments, you're not going to go in like, please don't be checking your portfolios daily or really even weekly. But every month you should be putting money in. Let's say it's your IRA or let's say it's a taxable account or 403B should be doing this automatically. But right. you should be able to go in and see, okay, money hit the account. Okay, I need to invest it. And you do it at that time. doesn't matter how many times you contributed. Like you should be going in, batching those pieces because it allows you to not only really dollar cost average into the market, but it's efficient with your time. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, outside of automating your finances, this is probably the most important one, you know, to batch the stuff. And I would say that it's probably best if you batch as infrequently as possible when it comes to this topic. So I encourage people to look at their investment portfolio as infrequently as they can, because it's been shown the more likely the more often that you look at your portfolio, the more likely you are to make a change that's going to negatively impact your, your financial situation. And so I batch this pretty much into quarters and years. So all the monthly stuff is automated. I don't ever look at it. The only exception to that is my HSA. And the reason why is because they've made it complicated to you know, invest in uh, index funds without having a, a fee. And so I have to do ETFs in that and I have to buy them every month. But outside of that, I pretty much every, don't touch anything else. However, what I do do is I every quarter we'll look at our net worth and see where that's going, how our investments are doing, you know, once every three months. And then only once every year, and sometimes even less frequently than that, I'll rebalance our funds, our investments, and make sure that our we're sticking to our asset allocation, you know, the percentage of stocks and bonds we bought or the percentage of large cap, small caps, because our our 403B doesn't have a total stock market index fund. But the less often you check that or the more you batch. I think the better you'll do in that arena. If you pick your asset allocation, you stick to it, and then you just change it once every year or two, you're going to find more success. And in addition to that, one of the strange things in life, it's going to save you more time. So this is one area where working harder does not necessarily mean that you're going to do better. In fact, you oftentimes want to work less hard and get out of your own way to find success when it comes to investments. And batching is a great way to do that. Yeah, automation, batching, it's all really good stuff. You know, it's automation, like Jimmy said, with retirement contributions or other savings, paying your bills. Again, just make sure that there's no fraud um, inside there. One of the things, and I can't remember where I heard this, but it was the concept of a manager's day and a maker's day. Hmm. And the manager's day was cut up into like tiny slots and they each had a specific purpose. So you were like blocking your time. Yeah. You were blocking it in, in tiny slots and saying, okay, today is my manager's day. I'm putting on my manager hat. I'm going to go through and I'm going to look at whatever it may be. It could be your tax. It could be conversions. It could be budgeting. It could be anything you name it with finance or, or just your other hobbies or other personal tasks. Smaller tasks? Yeah. It was like you're cutting up your day into to tiny little slots. Okay. Right. So I've got six hours today. 
and I'm going to accomplish 20 things and anything's going to range from five minutes to 20 minutes, let's say. Sure. Other side of it was the maker schedule. And this is something like you referenced how we batch content creation, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're podcasters, we're batching these things all together. Or makers. So makers schedule is creating this content as an example. And it's long blocks of time that are reserved for focusing on a particular task. So Jimmy's been talking about investments and how like, you know, spending more time might actually not be useful. But if you don't know anything about investments, you might need to read a book or several books yeah. or listen to podcasts, right? Sure. Like so this one. inside of your maker's schedule, you might block off some time and say, hey, look, I'm going to go and be crazy and listen to this Money Meets Medicine podcast for two hours. And by doing that, or just reading a good book, right? But I'm going to do this and don't plug your book, Jimmy. <laughs> I was so close. I was so close. Yeah, to plug. Right? So you're going to go read a book on investing and understanding how this works, right? But that's in your maker schedule. That's very different than the manager's schedule of, okay, now I'm going to actually go do these things that I need to get done. Yeah. And that has really helped me out a lot because I have multiple businesses. We have multiple podcasts. We have tons of things going on. And the original, I was multitasking where I thought I was effective and I felt effective. I wasn't. No, it's totally because as not. as soon as I started doing this, I was able to do literally double the amount of work in about the same time, maybe even less. And for people that struggle with this, because I know that I do, I struggle with this a lot. So I, I'm super ADD, you know, have a hard time keeping my attention on, on one thing at a time. And, and I thought I was multitasking too. And then I realized that I was really just doing a bunch of superficial work that wasn't getting anything done. And so what I do now, if I get distracted by something is I have, I use Google Keep. It's an app. You can put check boxes in it and it's basically a running to-do list. And I have a to-do list for, you know, the podcast and the physician philosopher. I've got a to-do list for my academic work at, at Wake. And so what I do is if I'm in deep work with something else, I'm like, oh, I need to do this and I don't want to forget. I'll open that app. I'll put the checkbox down. I'll write down what the task was, financial or otherwise, and then I immediately forget about it. I'm going to take care of that later on a manager's day, like you're kind of describing. I've never thought about it that way, but that's exactly what I do. Yeah, it's super helpful. And I've saved so much like mental pain. Yeah. <laughs> trying to just organize and juggle all these things together by just having this concept of manager day and a maker's day for sure yeah and so it's um you know it's it's really really pretty easy to do and and honestly it saves you the stress i get stressed out when i feel like i have like eight thousand balls in the air i'm trying not to drop any of them so that that allows us to you know kind of de-stress a little bit too yeah you know thinking on that really quick is one of the things that i used to do and i thought was a great thing was i would just brain dump. And I would go everything that I need to get done. I'd write down, uh, I've now got a, a Google sheet that I've been using because everything is inside Google. You are a master Google sheet person, by the way. Inlist. Yeah. I, I love Google sheets. And I have this like endless to-do list and I always left work like in, in, or just even on the weekends of like, Hey, here's all the projects I want to get done. Always I was like, to do. anything done. I was like deflated. Yep. I was like, I worked my butt off today. I worked 12 hours and I have so much still on this yeah. list. Yeah. And so then I started rethinking this and something that's helped me and I hope it helps all of you listening if you end up deciding to do this is just focus on a, one or two things that you have to get done. If you say, look, I've got 10, 12, 15, whatever things on my list, but these two things or this one thing has to get done today. Mm -hmm. If I get this done, I'm a happy person and I can go about it. Maybe there's a day where you have three. Fine but have just a small number that you say, here are my top priority ones that have to get done. And then anything else, icing on the cake. Yep. 
Now I do that every day. I am crushing those one, two, three things I have to get done. And when I walk out of the office, I'm happy. I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I have a mountain of work to do, which I always have a mountain of things to do. But now I feel, and it's allowed me to have a different mindset, which carries into the next day that I don't go to bed worried. I don't wake up stressed. I know that I accomplished those things. Yes, yeah. it's, it, it, it's helped so much. No, I think it's actually healthy for you. And I mean, honestly, this, this idea is biblical too, right? I was, I was in church the other day listening to a sermon about how we're in this culture of hurry now. And if you think about it, 400 years ago, people woke up when the sun came up and they went to sleep when the sun went down. They didn't have electricity or lights or whatever. And so they, they didn't have this constant distraction and this giant to-do list and they didn't really have a choice but to rest. And nowadays, like you're constantly bombarded by all this stuff. And so if you don't compartmentalize and you don't learn how to batch, you don't learn how to separate the superficial from the deep tasks. Ultimately, what you end up doing is never resting, never being in the moment and you end up being miserable. And so, you know, because you feel like you're never getting anything done and the to do list is just never ending. So I think that, you know, batching in personal finance, batching in your marriage or, you know, other areas of your life work. It's just it's just really helpful no matter no matter where. You plan on doing that well, now i want you to give me some tips on how to batch my marriage yeah so i think it's really important and maybe you go back to the time what you call it it wasn't batching it was time it was time blocking time blocking yeah so i think that that's important right so my wife and i try to have dedicated time on dates and i will literally put my phone on silent i'll put it in her purse and i will just try to be dedicated on being in the moment with my wife and, and having a conversation because we're honestly not very good at that. We have three kids and life is crazy and the house is never quiet except for, you know, for the hour that they go to bed and we have to ourselves. But outside of that, like if we don't block our time and batch and make, you know, time for deep, meaningful conversation, then it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, we just get stuck going through the motions and having a busy to-do list and, you know, and don't end up hanging out. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of how I, we batch stuff. Yeah, those are all really great points, Jimmy. And so, you know, as we round out here, the, the first show, I think on behalf of Jimmy and I, like, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Like there's a billion choices that you could have in where you, you know, have your time, where you, what podcasts you listen to, what books you read. And we're just, we're happy that you're here with us and we hope you stay and subscribe. Please again, you know, share this with your friends, your family, coworkers. Like we're, we're excited to be launching this. This is going to be amazing. And so, you know, if you aren't following us, you know what you need to do. Make sure you're following us. You can follow me at financial residency. You can follow me at TPP underscore MD on Twitter. And, and, you know, it's, it's been a great show, Ryan. And I think that this is going to be something that's really helpful for people and make sure to send your listener comments and questions to us too, guys. We really want to hear from you. And if you have questions, we're actually going to start doing segments on the show where we answer your questions at the end. So if you have questions about your particular situation or you know something that's going on, we're happy to give you know generalized advice when it comes to that stuff that is not particular necessarily to you. But you can do that by emailing me at editor at thephysicianphilosopher.com or where, where are you at, Ryan? Yeah, you can email me at ryan at financialresidency.com. And we also like to thank our sponsor again for this episode, Larry Keller at Physician Financial Services. If you're in need of disability or term life insurance, don't hesitate to reach out to him. Seriously, he's a great guy. You won't regret the decision. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll, we'll see you next week. But before we go, we have that really important disclaimer. Yeah, it's, it's always really important to understand what the show isn't and what it is. So this show is not personalized advice for you. In fact, the show is really for general education and entertainment purposes only. 
So please keep listening to learn how to become either a do-it-yourself financial guru or feel free to reach out to me if you are looking for a financial planner to create a personalized financial plan for you. All right, everyone. Take care. Have a great week. See you guys.